Are you interested in starting your own podcast? Well, if you are and haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to podcast. Let me explain. It's free and there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Simple, easy, done. Anchor will also send out your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Music, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So if you want to have your own podcast, just like the Father-Son Podcast, go with Anchor. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, the free Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started today. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Father-Son Podcast. I'm Noah Thompson. My pops, unfortunately, can't be here for the intro today. He's doing fatherly duties as my sister Peyton is having her ACL repaired as I speak around 4 o'clock on Thursday, February the 18th. And she had a little skiing accident, so she's getting it repaired. So prayers out to Peyton. Hope you recover well. And shout out to dad for being a good dad and doing dad things. My mom is there as well, so shout out to mom. Uh, but episode three with Jacob Huseman, fantastic guest. Jacob was the man. Um, he, If you're interested in the storytelling aspect of, of things, this is the one because he's a great storyteller. Um, he, he has a great story in itself, so if you're interested in that, um, that's great. But a double whammy because he's an App State guy, former App State quarterback, so... We loved having him on, and we, we did talk a lot about App State. The draft was great. However, it was drafting the best to ever wear number seven. So, again, DM me on Instagram for whoever you think won, at Noah Thompson won. Uh, before we get into that, just real quick, talk about what's going on in App State sports this weekend. South Alabama comes to town for men's basketball. A huge game, a huge series for the Mountaineers this weekend. They are the first place seed in the Sun Belt East, so if we can sweep, we'll become first place. I will be on a call Saturday at 4 p.m., so if you're interested in listening at WASURadio.com or WASU, the app in the App Store, 4 o'clock on Saturday, 6 o'clock on Friday to tune in to that. And also, Dad and I just want to say a quick thanks to all of you guys for supporting us. We have had a ton of fun with this, and we're going to keep doing them. It's something that I've really wanted to do, and, you know, dad, Dad's a hoot, so it's been a lot of fun. So we appreciate you all for listening, and any listeners that you think that I should have on or that we should get on, let me know, and I'd love to get back to you. So, again, at Noah Thompson one on Instagram, or if you have my cell phone number, hit me up. But let's get right into our conversation with Jacob Hughes. All right, let's go ahead and welcome in our guest, Jacob Huseman. Former quarterback at App State. Jacob, thanks for joining us today. How are you doing? Absolutely. I'm doing great, man. Thank you guys for having me. This is awesome. Jacob was a senior on this year's past year's team, decided that it was going to be his last run at App State. Um, before we kind of get into your story a little bit, just kind of briefly, uh, what was the the deciding factor on that? I mean, five years is it's quite a long time to be somewhere. And I had I had just thought maybe I've gotten everything out of this that I could. Um, and I was ready to see where I could fit in outside of football, right? My entire life's been wrapped up in the sport. And I just was very curious uh, to see what I could do outside of the sport. Um, just being Jacob rather than, oh, Jacob, the place for App State, right? And I just wanted to see where I could take my skills outside of football, what I'd learned in the classroom, my personal skills, 
all that. And so that really was a driving factor. Um, and I just wanted to step away. And I knew a lot of my friends that I came in with and a lot of the guys that I worked with coming through up or leaving too. Um, so it was a combination of the two. And I was just, I, I was just very much ready to see what I could do um, outside of football and in, in, in the real world. And so you've landed a job. The life mm. has started. Um, tell us right. a little bit about what you're doing now. Yeah, um, it's interesting. I took a job with ADP. Uh, a lot of people know them for being a payroll service, which is very true. Uh, but I work in the small business sector. So companies, small businesses with one to 50 employees, um, you know, I try to get them on board with ADP to utilize our payroll, uh, payroll services, of course, and then our different HR solutions and services we offer too. Uh, outside of that, I'm doing that Monday through Friday. Um, of course, I still work out. It's almost ingrained in my DNA at this point. Uh, I mean, out here by myself. So sometimes I hang out with the guys on the weekend if they come down to Charlotte or if I go back to Boone. But I mean, it's, it's a grind, man. It's, it's everything everybody, you know, hypes it up, you know, shapes it out to be like, it's real life. It's a real world. You're paying bills. It is all that. But uh, so far I love Charlotte. Um, but I will tell you, I mean, you wake up every, you wake up every morning, uh, at least me. And I just, you almost like itching, like to have football at some degree in your life. And now the NFL season's over. It's even worse. It's like, gosh, there's no football on. So yeah, but that's what I'm doing. And so far so good. Um, I'm loving Charlotte. I'm learning the job, trying to adjust just very different. Let's move into kind of your journey and how you ended up in Boone from Bradenton, Florida to Boone. So what yeah. was, yeah. what was it like, you know, you said being the dog in high school, right? And um, I assume you had uh, in a, a fantastic high school career. Um, what, what was that kind of like, what was the football culture in Bradenton? Um, and then how did you kind of transition to app? Yeah. I'm going to try and make it a short story here. But um, I never played quarterback until I was a sophomore. So when I was a freshman, I played tight end and middle linebacker for our freshman football team. And we were terrible. And our JV team was not good. And our varsity team ended up going one and nine. Terrible as well. They had brand new coaches that year. Both of them were in their 20s. They were great guys. I liked them a lot. And that class of guys that I came in with, um, when we were terrible as freshmen, we just worked really hard. Um, the new coaches helped out a lot that we had, and we just built a great culture. And that's when I realized, like, this is what it takes. This is what culture looks like. Built it up. Uh, they knew I wanted to play quarterback. I started playing as a sophomore, playing quarterback. I earned the starting job the last game of the season as a sophomore. Three interceptions, three touchdowns, and I was on top of the world. Uh, didn't realize how bad the three interceptions were, right? So started as a junior, started as a senior. Uh, we, we did really well our senior year. We lost in, um, in the state semifinal to St. Thomas Aquinas, which is a very, very good football school. They tend to be nationally ranked, uh, I mean, all the time. I mean, you're talking to Sante Samuel's son. Um, people like that. I mean, Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, they came through there. So very talented school. And then I had some different offers and I was heavily considering um, FIU, Appalachian State and North Dakota State University, home of Carson Wentz. And uh, I was actually committed to FIU. Uh, 
everybody wanted to have their official visit weekend the same weekend. And I had already visited FIU because I live in Florida. So I knew what they had to offer. And I wanted to take a visit to app and they didn't want me to. And I was like, listen, I really want to take the visit. They were like, well, we're not going to, you know, you can't stay committed to this if you're going to do that. So I was like, okay, well, I, I had to decommit. I had to see what app had to offer. I just thought it was the right thing to do because uh, they recruited me really well. And I loved the coach at the time. Ivy recruited me so well. Ponce was great recruiting me, uh, even sat. So took the visit, snow on the ground. I loved it. I always knew that I wanted to go to school out of state um, since I was young. I just wanted to go somewhere that was far enough from home where I couldn't just pick myself up on the weekend and run on home if I got homesick, you know? And I just wanted to know nobody. I wanted to have to make new friends, meet new people, learn a new place. I knew I was going to get that in app. And then after I went home, I slept on it for a couple of days and I just woke up every morning, like sick to my stomach. I was like, this is where I have to go. Like, I just knew it in my head. Every day I woke up and my mom, my mom was like, just think about it. Think about it. I was like, I knew it. And I uh, ended up calling coach Ivy up after school committed. And that was it after that. I mean, the rest is history came in. You're around the guys so much, so often you become so close with them. And uh, I mean, you know it, Noah, I've got, I've got really close friends, a core group of guys I always hang out with. So they're great dudes. And it was the best five years of my entire life. I was going to comment on that. I, I feel like with your class and, you know, mm -hmm. particularly with, with your best friends like Zach and Caden Smith, so on and so forth, Noah yeah. Hannon, like, I mean, you guys, mm -hmm. you guys are so close and that's really special. Right. What And, you know, throughout the, throughout your time, that had to have played a huge role in how successful you guys were, right? Yeah, exactly. Like when, when people talk about that culture, it's not just being around the guys all the time, but it's about being around the guys all the time and loving the guys you're around with. Because you can be in a locker room with guys all the time, but if you don't mesh well, it's kind of hard to, to make that progress and see that culture develop. Uh, I mean, but we were together all the time and we loved being together all the time. And that culture is so big uh, when you start going through the same hardships that the guys around you are going through and you're going through it with them, right? You're working out together. You're going through those hard times together uh, as young guys, just getting beat in the weight room, beat on the field, don't know what you're doing, getting yelled at, right? Um, that criticism that you're getting from the coaches, trying to get better together, right? Always trying to develop with one another uh, and just, you know, figure out your path through all of it. Um, and then you always off the field because you're with them so much. Like those are your friends. Like those are the guys. And uh, it definitely played a big role into why we were successful, in my opinion. I mean, of course, everybody, you know, there was a lot of guys in our class that were very talented. I mean, you, you saw Jordan Fair, Darrington Evans, Zach Thomas. I mean, you name it, the list goes on, right? Um, but you can only be so good with talented individuals. I think we just played so well as a team because, the guys genuinely liked one another and wanted to play for one another. And I think that's big. Yeah, there's something to be said about the, the culture up there. And, uh, you know, it just – it doesn't seem like we have a lot of players that transfer mm -hmm. out, you know. And, yeah. you know, there it, it happens occasionally for whatever reason. Yeah. But – you know, it, it's a nice place. I mean, I love it up there. And uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to get back for a game. 
And um, yeah. so it's, uh, it, it's a special place. And, and you guys have just, I mean, what you guys accomplished as a team over the last five years is just unbelievable. I mean, not mm-hmm. to ever lose a bowl game. I mean, right. you know, that's like during bowl season this year, I said, well, Coastal Carolina finally did something that App State could never do. That's lose a ball game. Right. Yeah, I mean, it. there's a lot to be said about the culture that's player-driven, but we've also been so fortunate to have the right the right guys at the helm and the right guys around them, um, you know, coaching positions, calling the plays, calling the defense. Uh, I mean, I can't say enough enough good words about Sean Clark, Eli Drinkwitz, Scott Satterfield, and everybody around them. I mean, I already told you, Ivy recruited me so well, Ponce recruited me so well. Um, they play pivotal roles, uh, you know, in the five years that you attend school, four or five years you attend school, whether you believe it or not. Every hindsight's twenty twenty, um, and even if you don't see it at the time, when you start to reflect on it, you you will see the impact that they had. And we were very fortunate to have those kinds of coaches that were you know players coaches. Coach Clark is, I mean, word for word a players coach. That man's incredible. So yeah, yeah, I uh, I'm so fortunate that we were able to uh, get him to mm-hmm. note it. That, you know, he was willing to step in after drink left. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I really I thought the world of Satterfield. And um, and I really, you know, I think drink, I mean, he did a great job. And, um, you know, my wife, Noah's mom, uh, she drinks one of her favorite people. But I told mm-hmm. her, I said, look, if, if somebody came offer that kind of money to me, I'd move to Missouri, too. And uh, so I, I can't blame him. Hey, it's a job. It's a, it's a, it's a real. And I I think he took care of the program and the house while he was there. And, and, um, you know, now we got Clark in there and I'm, I'm excited for him and, and I'm really happy with the staff that he's assembled. And uh, Mm -hmm. especially, you know, we got coach Ponce come back in there and, um, you know, I, I know you've mentioned that you're, a lot of him and I think he'll he'll be great for us too. So let's talk about that room, that quarterback room. The helm was yeah Frank Ponce. Taylor Lamb was the starter for his fourth year. Right. Uh you had a, a solid backup quarterback in JP Caruso. And then you had two guys yeah. named Zach Thomas and Jacob Huseman that are coming in from Bradenton, Florida and Trussellville, Alabama. And that room right there is clogged already. So yeah. Thinking, okay, Taylor Lamb, nobody's going to pass him on the depth chart. And then mm-hmm. when he goes, all right, JP Caruso, here's the reins. And if not, all right, we got two really good freshmen that came in and can battle it out. Obviously, though, it went the way it did. JP left, Zach Thomas took over and did a great job. And I know you'd be the first one to say that because that's the type of guy you are, type of teammate you are. So what, what was it like in that room? You're in 2016, you're, you're a freshman, 18-year-old kid coming in. What, what was it like? Uh, it was, it's, a funny, it's a funny question. I laugh at this all the time, just the, the sequence of events uh, and just the order of that room. Because like you said, I mean, Taylor Lamb, J.P. Caruso, we even had Jake Easter, scholarship quarterback, Zach Thomas, myself, Curtis Fitch, who was a walk-on, Zeb Spear, who was a walk-on. I mean, it was a full room, and uh, the strangest thing, just when I got there, 
my first year uh, was that they were all friends. To me, that was just very new. Yes, I didn't. Re- I was like, how can they be friends and they're all fighting for the same job? Uh, but very, very quickly, I realized that's just how it goes. You spend so much time with those guys, you're friends. Like, it is what it is. You're in that room with those guys, you're friends. And at the end of the day, you, you end up realizing that no matter where you are on the depth chart, you are competing every day. But at the same time, I'm also cheering for your successes. I mean, every day I went out to practice, I was competing with Zach. But at the same time, if he throws a good ball out of practice, I'm going to let him know and be like, that was a nice, you know, that's a nice ball. Like, that was beautiful. You know, so it's, and, that, and that's part of the culture, too. Like, I don't want to prey on anybody's downfall. I don't think that's right. I don't think that's how you, you know, build good character or, you know, build up your teammates. At the end of the day, he's my teammate. And if I want to see this team do well, which is, you know, what I'm here for, I'm here for the team's best interest, I'm going to back everybody up. I just thought that was so funny that they were all friends because I just couldn't. I couldn't, you know, like, I was just like, this is strange. Uh, but I soon realized that it was normal uh, and we all became best friends. And like, you know, I'm, I'm best friends with Zach uh, and the guys in that room. We still stay close. We've got our group chats. We talk here and there. They're all good guys. Curtis Fitch um, was actually my host on my official visit. Love that guy. Zeb Spear taught me so much about that offense um, and just him being there beyond Taylor and Fitch's tenure was big for us as young quarterbacks. Uh, love that guy too. Um, I mean, Taylor, we love Taylor too. I mean, I was there lucky enough to see Taylor play two years. So that was just really nice to see somebody playing that offense and do well. Uh, and you could, you could model after that and learn so much from it. So, um, and, you know, still friends with JP, he transferred to Delaware, did his thing. Uh, and now he's, now he's, they do back in Miami living the life so yeah it was it was a great room it was a great time and of course it eventually turned into almost you know me back's room we were the old trying to help out the young guys so it's crazy everything comes full circle and you end up at the top if you stay long enough so it was awesome yeah and and like you said you know you become friends and they're going to be some of your best friends that you've ever had and you know there's going to be Ten years from now, you guys are going to go back for a game, and uh, you know, and, and y'all, y'all got to keep coming back. That's the thing; you got to keep coming back. You know, from 1986, when we have these, you know, former player days and that type of thing. There's yeah. only a handful of us that show back up, and uh, and I love to go. I mean, I'm there for every game. I don't care what the, what game it is. I'm on there. Yeah. But um, some of yeah. these guys show up. And, you know, and I might not see him for two or three years and then they may show back up again. So, you know, yeah. you got to stay in touch and because they're and, – and I keep in touch with a lot of those guys, but they just don't, for some reason, don't get back up there, which is – Yeah. Blows my mind. Right, right. Trust me, I'll, I'll be I'll be throughout – I mean, I love the place. I love the people that made the place so special for me. Uh, um, yeah, I just I have a very deep connection with App, uh, just because the people made it such a special time for me. So trust me, I I want to be at all the games too. So, so we mentioned, you know, you talking us talking about Zach Thomas and like, you know, you guys yeah. are, are really good friends. You said you're best friends, and that's your relationship. So, if you had to tell a doubter, okay, for example, 
I'm glad Zach Thomas left, or I think Zach Thomas shouldn't have left because he's not going to have a shot in the NFL. What do you tell them about Zach Thomas as to why he is one, a winner and two, why he could be successful in the NFL? Um, it's so easy to say stuff like that from the outside. You can't see what's going on on the inside. Uh, so, I mean, that's why we, you leave those things alone there, but I mean, I would just tell somebody like they, you don't see the way this kid works, you know, when I'm around him, like I see that kid put in the work every day. I see him put in the work. Like I grind with, I've seen him go through the highs. I've seen him go through the lows. I've watched him handle it all. Uh, and still go out there on Saturday and perform. And whether you're a hater or not, or a believer or not, I just, I just don't see the point in hating because you you can't see what's going on behind closed doors. And and uh, rode the whole wave with him. You know, like I said, I rode the highs, I rode the lows with him. I was always there for him. Uh, that's my guy at the end of the day. But like I know the work he's putting in right now. He's in New Jersey by himself with a trainer and the other guys training with that with with that group of people. And he's putting in work. He's getting ready for his pro day. And I know he's going to put on. I know he's going to put on a great show. I can't wait to watch it. I'm so proud of the guy uh, because some of the stuff we, that we went through together and some of the stuff he had to deal with being the starting quarterback, uh, it's not for everybody. It really isn't. Uh, some of the things you go through, especially playing the quarterback position, uh, is different, right? You're, you're the leader of the offense. People, people really look to you when you're winning or when you're losing. So, it's, it's a funny thing because when the team's doing good, you catch all the praise. But when things go downhill, they're quick to turn their backs on you. So at the end of the day, I just tell them, like, this guy's going to put in the work. And I promise you he's going to show you why he belongs. And, and that's the end of the story. I think if someone were to say, okay, do you know who Jacob Huseman is? Like, yeah, he's the backup quarterback for Appalachian State. Uh, no, not yeah. necessarily. He's way more than that. I mean, locker room, energy, next man up. and Obviously, I, I, I'll tell you this, Jacob, if you were to walk around campus and ask people like, oh, do you know this guy? Yes, he looks familiar. And it's not because of you're on the football team. It's just because like you got that like natural. Oh, like I see him everywhere. And like, yeah, like I, I get that familiar face, you know, and it's just such a good thing. Right. And like they're, your words that that you give to your teammates and high praise is unbelievable. And you you'd think, especially in today, that players that sit for four years would take that COVID year and say, I'm starting somewhere. I've waited my time, but you, it's just, mm -hmm. it's, it's so cool to see. Um, so now let, let's talk about you. So I want to, I want to talk about two specific dates. And the first one is October 25th, 2018. Do you know what happened on that day? I had to be coastal Carolina. That would be at Georgia Southern. On in a loss, wow. okay. thirty-four to fourteen. Over, and I so that. Mm -hmm. the the way that game started for a listener out there who's not necessarily an App State person or fan, uh, we go to yeah. Georgia Southern um, for first time ranked in school history. Uh, we're riding mm -hmm. on Zach Thomas's red hot arm at the time, and in the first possession, I believe maybe the second possession gets knocked out with a concussion. Then they bring in the back of a quarterback at the time, who was Peyton Derrick. Things didn't go his way. And then I believe the next man up was Jacob Huseman. Is that correct? Right. Yeah. So, what, so what was in that game? I know it was not the best game to talk about, but your opportunity came and you handled it well. Talk yeah. about that game. 
Yeah, I, I'll tell you why I probably forgot and thought it was Coastal. One, because Coastal following week, but two, nightmare of mine. So um, never want to see your teammate go down like that. That's never fun, um, right? So the weather, terrible. was just, just a little cold, raining the whole time. Miserable weather. Things aren't going our way. Uh, we're clawing and fighting to stay in this game, and we just can't find a way to get in it. I mean, we really couldn't. Uh, so um, at the time, me and Peyton were kind of a toss-up for who's going to get in the game. And so they put in Peyton. Uh, doesn't really go right for him. And eventually they throw me in there, and I had no idea what was going to happen. So I'm standing there, headset on. They're like, we're putting you in. And I'm freezing at this point. I mean, I'm frozen. Go in there. I'm like, hopefully I can complete a pass, but I think my adrenaline was running so much. I, I, I had no choice. Like my body wasn't going to give me any option, but to, to, to throw it as hard as I could and like figure it out and try and get warm out there. Um, it was just interesting because you throw into a situation that almost seems impossible. Uh, and like I was saying, it's just nothing was going our way. So knowing that going in there was tough but I tried to block all that out as fast as I could and give it everything I had to try and to try and you know put our team in the position to get back in it and things just kept toppling one after another I mean I hit a receiver in the chest pops up in the air I get intercepted I make a dumb decision I try and throw a back shoulder ball to Thomas Henning against cover two um I can't remember who was playing corner um maybe Kendall turns around picks me off I mean it was just it was bad mistakes on my part you know, things just not going our way. Um, it was it was tough. It was tough, but it was a big, I think it was a big um, learning experience for myself uh, just to make sure that that never, that situation never happened again. Uh, I didn't ever want to get caught in a position where I felt unprepared if something like that were to happen. And I think it was a pivotal point for our team. Um, I think teams that win all the time, forget what it's like to lose, and when you're always playing from ahead, you forget what it's like playing from behind and getting caught in that kind of situation can be deadly. And we got caught right there in the, in, in the crosshairs of being behind uh, down bad. And we just, we didn't have it in us to come. Back. So I think it was a really good big turning point for our team. And I think it was something that we needed. What was the preparation like the next week? Because the next date I would like to talk about is November 3rd, 2018. And three of us were in the same place. We were all in Conway, South Carolina, and Zach Thomas still in, had a concussion, and it was yep. your time. And you started the game, won the game 23-7, to seven, and you threw one of the best balls. Like, I mean, it was beautiful, the Corey Sutton. But let's before we talk about the game itself, let's talk about the next week. So you lose the game on mm -hmm. Thursday. Uh, I, I can only imagine it, it's got to be – just gut wrenching. I mean, you you finally get ranked. It's fine. Okay, finally, App State is is ranked in the top twenty five, and these guys are respected. Well, you go into Statesboro, and it's like, man, what did we just do? And so, right. talk talk about that next week. Yeah, dude, it was like popping a balloon. I mean, ranked, respected, uh, making our way in the college football world, and we just lost to the one team that. Appalachian State does not want to lose to, and that's Georgia Southern. So it was tough, but, I mean, I woke up the next day uh, hurting, right? I mean, I don't get hit like – I hadn't been hit like that in how long, right? I just I – didn't, I didn't play, and as a quarterback, at practice, you're not getting touched like that. So 
I woke up, I was like, man, this is tough. Uh, I find out I'm going to be starting the following week and it's go time. Like, there, there was just no space in my mind to ever think for a second that we were losing back-to-back weeks, let alone lose it all. Um, and so we just put in the I made sure I watched the film. Um, I got with Ponce. We watched a lot of film. I just wanted to make sure, like I said, that I never was in that, that situation again. Um, and that's what I did. Just made sure that I was ready. I was focused at practice. I took everything in. I tried to learn as much as I could going into that game. And uh, I mean, game rolled around. A little freaky situation with the sun coming in there. I mean, I don't know if you remember, I threw a little flat pass to Marcus Williams. Popped him right in the face. Pick six. We were on sports and not top 10 the next day. So there was, I mean, there were still a few things that just, I, I guess I wasn't ready for I think that was another very big learning experience for me just having real-time game experience on a Saturday um was really good for me but I tell you what our defense that night they I, they saved my behind I, I thought I said I didn't want to lose and then those boys played extraordinary football extraordinary football um but game experience was great it was nice to play a full game see what that was like and I learned a lot from the experience the next date that I want to talk about is November 14th, 2020. And that's against Georgia state at home. And yeah, I mean, it was the last place run yeah. defense in the Sun Belt, And these guys clamped the run game. Like it was nobody's business. I mean, it was unreal. I, I was on the call that game. I was doing color for our, our radio show. And I mean, it was, it was unreal. It was something I'd never seen before. And we weren't able yep. to move the football. And so it was just thing after thing going down the field. We're, we're driving. Zach scrambles towards our sideline, runs out of bounds, and slips on some mat and then runs right into one of our players on the sideline. And then mm-hmm. he is on a stretcher. And, yep. again, here it comes. Next man up, Jacob Houston's in the game. And – leads leads the offense down scores the basically game winning touchdown and going into the next week we're like okay what's going on but let's talk about that moment what was going through your head and I've talked to you about this before I actually interviewed you a couple times about this but what was going through your mind in that point where all right our starters down he's Mm -hmm. one of my best friends I gotta lead this team what like it was amazing to see what what was going through your head yeah, it was, uh, there was almost no time to think. Like, I'll, all I remember is standing there, headset on, um, myself, Tanner, Christopher Pettis, and uh, I didn't even realize Zach was hurt at first, honestly. Comes running off the sideline. I'm like, okay, good thing he got out of bounds. And I'm like, okay, what's taking so long? You know, usually you get up, you see him rock out there. I look around Tanner and there he is, he's laying on the ground and he's like bent over. And I'm like, okay, well, he's not getting up. So I run around Tanner, I run past Zach. I take my stuff off, grab my helmet, grab my mouthpiece, walk out on the field. That's, I mean, there was, there was literally no time to think. And, um, hopefully you just get in such a rhythm, uh, at one point when you really learn your role as the backup, you just get in such a rhythm of, okay, like it's like you say it's next man up like I had no time to think about it but you've done it so much at practice you've practiced so much that you're so mentally prepared for that moment um that it didn't I mean it didn't even phase me like I was just ready for it 
Uh, I approached it with the right mentality. I went on the field, just cleared my head space and just thought to myself, okay, we have to score. Like, that's just what we have to do. And that's all I could think of was just making sure I take care of what I can take care of play by play, get down the field somehow with the boys and score. If I remember correctly, uh, wasn't that first play a pass? Or did you run the ball? Yes. Yes, you're right. It was a third down. I'm pretty sure I threw a little a little screen pass to Cam Peoples. Yeah. Off to the right. Big third down conversion by him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I like the call. I remember when the call came in and I just thought I thought so quickly to myself. I was like, this is interesting. Um, but I just brushed that off real quick. I was like, this is interesting. Brushed it off real quick. Uh, just just do the situation. But then I was like, you know what? This could be good. It's third down. What was it? It was like third and medium. It was probably like third and eight, third and nine. Um, and I was like, you know what? This may work. They may try and bring a little blitz. Sure enough, they blitz, hit it off the cam. He picks up the first down. So that was really big. I mean, the crowd erupted after that. Our sideline erupted after that. Caught a little spark, and we wrote it down to the end zone. It was great. It was, it was really great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you did. You stepped up big, and that was a huge game for us, you know, especially anytime you can beat a, a former Mountaineer who wants to beat us real bad. Right, right. So yeah. be, be honest with us here. That next week, when mm-hmm. you're going into Conway, South Carolina. Zach's never started a game there because two years ago you were the right. guy. And right. we're, we're all wondering, okay, our starting quarterback was off on a stretcher. How is it, mm-hmm. how is it even possible that he's going to play? Did, he, did, did that week, be honest here, did you go into it like, okay, there's no way he's playing, I'm starting? Uh, no, no, just because I knew what was going on. So, um, I mean, I know, I know how things work out, but there wasn't a second in my mind that I thought that he, that he can't play this coming week. Uh, just because I was in contact with Zach and I, I knew where his progress stood uh, and I, I knew he'd be ready for the following Saturday just based off of uh, how things progressed throughout the week. So, Yeah, that, it, yeah. To, me, to me, that's incredible. Like, just that in itself where it's, all right, I just played well. I'm gonna, like, why would I not start this game? You know, and it's like, you know, yeah. just again speaks to like who you are. Um, but mm-hmm. but was that was that your best moment at App Jacob? Was that your 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 like okay, I made a staple here in that Georgia State game. Was that was that it? Um, yeah. I mean, all the other moments were cool. Uh, and I've actually talked talked about this uh, just, I guess, with one other person has really asked me, if, like, what was your favorite moment? And it was Georgia State. It was. I know I didn't play the whole game, um, but it was just one of those moments for me, like being the backup as long as I had been uh, in, you know, taking my fifth year. I know you talked about you talked about it earlier, like somebody like that usually would take their fifth year and go play somewhere where they know they're going to play. Um, I just knew my role and there was, there was never a time where I wanted to leave because I knew I wanted to be at app with my best friends, with the people I made relationships with, uh, with this team. Um, but having gone through what I'd been through as the backup and, and doing my time uh, and still putting in the work it takes to be the starter, right? Always making sure I was prepared um, and putting in that work 
still grinding at workouts and taking practice so seriously and helping out the young guys and doing what I did while I was the backup here. Uh, after that game was over, um, I cried. I for sure cried. I cried out on the field with some of the boys just because it was such a moment for me like, okay, this is, this is why I did this. That's exactly what it was for me. It was like, this is why I stayed a fifth year. It was, it was that 2020 vision I was talking about. That's that 2020 hindsight. Like, this is why. You didn't, I didn't see it at the moment. I just knew that this is where I wanted to be. And that's when, it, that's when it showed before my eyes. I was like, okay, this is why I stayed. And it was just in my mind. It was, it was all the hard work I'd put in. Uh, it just made me realize it was all for a purpose. Like, it was for this moment um, where I could help out the team and, you know, keep our Sunbelt dreams alive, right? That's what it was for me. And it just, it hit home for me real, really big, uh, especially that I could do it with the guys that I came in with. Okay, so Noah was asked this, Noah Hannon was asked on the Black and Gold mm-hmm. podcast, what game, if you could have one in your time at App, can you yeah. have back? You get it back, you win the game, which one? Oh, man. Um, any game at App that I could have back. Um, not Southern and 18 at their place in Statesboro that I played in. It's not that. Cause I think our team needed that. And that was a big, big learning moment for myself. Um, gosh, gosh, this is difficult. I want that game. So that in 2019 versus Southern, it was bitter cold outside, but honestly, it's man. It's, yeah, it's this past year at Coastal, Conway, South Carolina, 100%. That's what he said. That's what Noah said. Yeah. And to, to it, me, that one made me sick to my stomach. Sick <laughs> to my stomach. To me, it's, okay, so to the average app fan out there, yeah, that, that's probably surprising, right? But to me, like, kind of knowing you guys and getting to talk to you guys weekly, it makes sense because yeah. it's so personal. Like, that. that's mm-hmm. felt, even even on, like, the – the fan kind of like inside whatever type yeah. of role I had, whatever. I didn't have any role on you guys' team, but just like covering you guys made, made it feel a lot more personal that you lost that game. And, yep. and like, just talk, just talk about that a little bit. Why, why coastal? Uh, listen, the rivalry with Southern will forever be around. Uh, that's just in our blood. And it's, it's bred in us the second you show up on campus. But that's always personal. Coastal Carolina was like uh, – I hate throwing shade on other teams. It's not who I am. But Coastal Carolina was like the little brother in the conference. They just couldn't find their footing, you know. And then for them to come through, I think um, – I don't know. I think it just rubbed everybody wrong in the conference the way that they came up. Uh, year after year and then finally this year they found their footing and their success and I think they just blew themselves up they blew up their own heads so fast um, with with without that solidified in our conference you know this is their first year which is great like I'm, I'm I am happy for Coastal um, I hope they can continue like find continued success you know it's nice that we can play other teams like that Coastal this year that really pushes the limits so uh, I want that to continue for the Sun Belt because I want what's best for our conference. Too. But that game specifically, I think having all that lead up and all that time leading up to that game 
and Coastal winning game, 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 game up to then uh, made it so personal. We didn't want to lose that game at all. They wanted to make their statement and beat the big boys in the conference. It was nasty, but that, that game made me sick. And then having to get back on a bus and drive five and a half, six hours back to Boone, miserable. You want to talk about miserable? As miserable as it gets. You know, I've always said there's a difference between losing and getting beat. And I feel like we lost the game. We 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 mm. had that one in the bag. And and then we just we just kind of did some things imploded and we ended up losing the losing the game. And and I, I think that's yeah. another thing that makes it so tough is you kept getting beat. If you go out there and you know you did all you, you could do and, yeah. and somebody's better than you and win the ball game. But when, when yep. you're there and you basically outplay them. You know, and it, you, you yeah. just – that was so close. And and those are those are hard to swallow. I can see where you're coming from on there, you know. No, I mean, it's just like you said. It's, there's a difference in people's minds of getting beat and feeling like you lost. And just like you said, I think we all felt like we lost. Um, just because I think we just made a few a few errors here and there that, that imploded, uh, you know, imploded us within and um, – it was hard to swallow just because at the end of the day, I didn't think that they were better than us. I thought we were the better team and we just didn't get it done on, on Saturday. Well, well, tell us about some interesting stories that might happen throughout the, the years that, uh, you know, kind of funny things and, you know, maybe like, who, who, who's the, who's the biggest comedian on the team, you know, who always kept you laughing and that type of thing. Mm -hmm. It's always interesting. It's always interesting to see guys come through. Um, I mean, even guys like that, like just guys that are so shy at first, super reserved. Uh, they get around the guys long enough, and they're in the locker room long enough. They they almost blossom into their you know into their role and like who they are. Uh, being one of the guys in the team and in the locker room, there's a very significant amount of guys on the team um, that are funny. Uh, I mean, even Zach's like, I laugh at Zach sometimes, but I mean, everybody's broken up in your own section of the locker room. So some, sometimes you're just not with the other guys, but like, uh, there's a couple DBs that are great. I mean, Steven Jones, I think he's super funny. Um, I think Demetrius Taylor, we call him Meech, but I think Demetrius, uh, he's funny in his own way. I mean, I mean, there's so many funny guys on the team. Everybody's got something to bring to the table. Um, so it, it just depends who you're around at the right time. Some of those guys are, are really comedians, though. So it, it just depends who you catch on the right day. Um, but as a team are great. It, it's so easy to talk to anybody on the team, um, especially for somebody like me, just because I'm talkative. But the guys are great. Anybody in that room should be able to make you laugh. Uh, there's a, I mean, our freshman, Nate Noel, I mean, he yeah. wasn't even trying to be funny some days. And I just laugh at him, just his character and how he goes about his and I sit right across – I would sit right across from him. That's where my locker was. So, yeah, it's sometimes it's un unexpected. You don't even expect somebody to be funny, and they turn out to be funnier than you were expecting. So, Let's talk about this toilet plunger a little bit. Um, you know, I, I've heard kind of different tales about how this thing came about. Yeah. And uh, so you, you can kind of confirm this, that 
or deny it, whatever that. Originally, the plan was to, to plant the app flag in the middle of the dirty brown there at, uh, at the mm -hmm. stink. But um, apparently, the app flag didn't make it, maybe because we didn't have cheerleaders or what have you. And somebody had the great idea to plant. So is, is that kind of yeah. how that panned out? Um, I tell you what, uh, Jordan Earl, he plays defensive line for us. Uh, we call him Big Earl. He's quite the character. He's pretty funny, too. Um, he's a big boy, and we'll be out at practice, and he's always chirping at practice. Um, somebody better go get that plunger because I'm about to, like, I'm about to plug up the egg map, yo. Like, just being funny. But he yeah. does it every day at practice, and, like, that is just his motto, like, he always talks about somebody better get the plunger because I'm about to clog this gap, that, you know, so forth. Um, and so that's how this kind of became a thing. Uh, next thing you know, we got a plunger running through the locker room and everybody knows about it. And then it gets caught up and uh, starts trending on Twitter. It's life of its own at one point. There was no stopping the plunger train. I tell you what, they had everybody on board, whether you wanted to be or not. It took such a strong hold. You had on board. Uh, and that bad boy made its way down to Statesboro. So, I mean, say it how it is, see it how you want, but plunger, that plunger will probably find its way around this coming season too. So, Hey, look, it couldn't have found a better place to be planted than right there. Uh -huh. Just, and yeah. uh, after, when, like two days later, there was, uh, you know, the, actually the guy like in gold podcast, they had a, a decal made. I don't know if you saw it. It was the state of Georgia. It was blue with a gold plunger stuck right at Statesboro. And uh, so I managed to, you know, get a photo of it or what have you. And I had two friends who went to that god awful place. And I just, I wore them out. Uh -huh. So, yeah, I tell you what, I saw it. I saw the decal. Trust me. It made its way on Twitter. I tell you what. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's get into the draft here. So today we're going to draft the best athletes to wear number seven of any sport mm -hmm. of all time. Um, we're going to go four rounds and, you know, normal thing. Jacob, you'll start and I'll go last and we'll snake. So I'll have two, but we'll start with Jacob going first pick overall. Uh, this one was tough because playing football, I'd want to pick. I'd want to pick, you know, somebody playing football. Uh, but I'm not going to do that today. And the first pick is going to be Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, I had to go with soccer here simply because I, as far as this world goes that we live in, soccer happens to be the most popular sport. So my first pick, Cristiano Ronaldo, big-time soccer player. Okay, so we're, we're going to go ahead and just throw it out there that Jacob Huseman is the, the all-time great to wear number seven. Huh. So we're going – this is going to be aside from Jacob Huseman, correct? So, all right. So I'm going to go with number seven. I'm going old school on you here, all right? And that's going to be Mickey Mantle. So Mickey Mantle is my number one – Number seven. There you go. Okay. Uh, that's All right, so no. both of those are great picks. I had those 
pretty much one and two. Um, I'm going to go John Elway. I'll take John Elway with my first pick. Funny man. He's a Hall of Famer, two-time Super Bowl winner. He's an MVP. He's, yeah. you know, big-time Denver Bronco icon. So, we'll go L.A. And then my next one, this is a toss-up. I want variety. Um, so, I'm going to go Pistol right. Pete Maravich. And, there you go. Oh, you dog. And he you was, dog. He, he is one of the best passers of all time. Um, oh, yeah. but could score. I mean, 24.2 points a game, 5.4 assists, Hall of Famer. I mean, give me this mm-hmm. repeat. All right, Dad, back the to The ball you. handler of his time. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, next is going to be back to football. This guy was a really talented quarterback and left-hander, could get out of some major jams, and that is Michael Vick. Good stuff. All right, Jacob, you got two. Screw in the not, he was on my board too. So good pick, man. Michael Vick. You want to talk about an all-time great athletes like that don't come around that often. And that guy was an icon, an icon. So yeah, just a little mad you took that one off the board, but good for you. Uh, I'm gonna switch it up here. Uh, another another scandalous here, but I'm going to go Barry Bonds, baseball. Um, I mean, you want to talk about one of, one of, you know, the best hitters ever walked through the MLB. And I know, I know what people say. Yep. Drugs, no drugs. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, you still got to be able to hit the ball. It still takes a talented hitter. And he had it. He absolutely had it. I mean, it could crush the baseball. So... Yeah, I looked Barry into Bond. this one. The, he only wore number yeah. seven. And I, I like to pick because we didn't specify. But he only wore seven like his first like three yeah. years in Pittsburgh, something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But that's still uh-huh. a very valid pick because he was even he was really good his first few years before all the stuff mm-hmm. happening in the Giants. But that's a great pick. All right, you got you have another one. Um, I'm trying to get some diversity as we go through here, just like you were trying to do no. I'm not trying to sit in the same same sports realm here. Uh, this one's another one didn't wear seven his whole career, but that hey, it happens. It happens when you switch teams and you go to places, different cities. You can't always get the same number. We can't all be Tom Brady. So that's right. Um, exactly. My next one, we're gonna run into basketball. Uh, I'm gonna take Carmelo Anthony. He won number seven with the Knicks. He's had a great career. Um, I don't think that people saw what he'd be able to do with Portland. And I think he's really stepped up to the plate and helped them out tremendously. Uh, and for that reason, for him to find that continued success, I, I had to take him. I had to. He played extremely well with the Nuggets. Third pick in the first round back when he got drafted. Played well with the Knicks. Just couldn't find anything there with the team or the franchise. And uh, now he's almost in like a supporting cast role with the Trailblazers. And uh, – it's almost paralleling, I guess, being the backup quarterback as long as I was an app. And I just respect him. I respect him off the court for those reasons as well. So I'd say Carmelo. Okay. So I guess my turn's next. And y'all stolen all of the ones that I was, you know, having to come up with. And uh, so I had to, mm-hmm. had to go to take the Google here. And um, so I'm going to go with on the frozen pond and, uh, 
This guy, go. I remember him when I was a kid, and he was with the New York Rangers, and his name was Phil Esposito. Um, actually, played played for the Boston Bruins at one point in time as well, and uh, yeah. So I think that's who he played with, Phil Esposito, hockey guy. And uh, no, I don't know a whole lot about hockey, uh, but those mm -hmm. are some tough rascals. And uh, so he he's definitely uh, he's got to be one of the greatest everywhere. Number seven as well. Yeah, that's a good one. He was he was up there for me. Um, all right, I got two. I'm gonna go Ben Roethlisberger. I think there you go. You know that's he's he to be sitting there in you know, the last pick of the third round, I got to take him. Future Hall of Famer, two-time Super Bowl champ, uh, rookie of the year in 04. Dude's a baller. He And had a good year this year as well. I'm going to I'm gonna go Chauncey Billups. And the only reason I'm going to do that is because that year with the Pistons, they weren't supposed to win anything. And they nope. he turned that team around, a 3-and-D guard. And he was the LeBron stopper that year. They, they beat Cleveland to go to the finals. Um, averaged 15 and four, or sorry, 15 and five. I mean, I'll take Chauncey Billups. No doubt. I got to go with App State, Richie Williams. You know, quarterback player. Richie All Williams. All-time App State guy. Yep. Oh, yeah. Yep. I mean, um, you know, just a, just a heck of a player and, uh, you know, just a, just a great quarterback for us. And, uh, but, yeah, I'm, that's what I'm going with. All right. Take us home, Jacob. All right. With my last pick, I'm running back in the soccer. This guy's another one of those soccer phenoms, one of those icons, world icons. Um, you know, I feel like a lot of times these soccer guys tend to be ladies' men, if you will. Uh, I'm going. I'm going with David Beckham. Wears number seven for the national team, and he wears he won number seven with Manchester United. Uh, I mean, he is a ladies' man. Let's be honest. Uh, and he's also he's also you know one of the best to run to that sport. He did a lot for the sport. Um, I mean, it's David Beckham after all. So yeah, I got I got to go with David. Great soccer player, of course. I know I already chose Cristiano Ronaldo. He's a soccer world guy too. But I couldn't pass up the opportunity. Uh, the guys, the guy was an icon at the time growing up. I mean, at least for our age guys and the people before us, David Beckham was an icon coming up. So. I think he inspired a lot of guys to play play soccer when I was little, and uh, I have I have to choose him. All right, let's run through the teams. Uh, Jacob had Ronaldo, Barry Bonds, Melo, and David Beckham. Dad had Mickey Mantle, Michael Vick, Phil Esposito, and App State legend Richie Williams. And I had John Elway, Pistol Pete, Big Ben, and Chauncey Billups. So for the listener out there, DM yeah. me on Instagram at Noah Thompson One, and tell me who you think won this draft. And maybe I'll post something for our fans out there. But, Jacob, before we let you go, uh, another number seven that is going to be soon to our eyes is transfer quarterback from Duke, Chase Bryce. And have you yep. had any type of uh, conversation with him? Like, yo, you better respect that seven or uh, good luck or anything like that. Or what, what do you know about Chase Bryce? What can you tell the listener about Chase Bryce? Yeah, uh, well, he's he's already friends with some of my close friends, which is great. Uh, I've already got to meet him. I like the guy a lot. Down to earth, um, friendly guy. I mean, he didn't hesitate a second to be friends with any of us when we uh, when we approached him. So super cool guy, laid back. Um, 
we talked football, of course. There's no way around that when you play the sport. So uh, I'm excited for him. I really am. He's going to get the to, to play under Coach Ponce and Coach Clark, uh, the guy I came in under, and Coach Ponce, right? He coached me up too. So I'm super excited for Chase. Uh, I know he's going to do what's best for the team, and he's going to do everything he can to help this program out, uh, make his mark, uh, but at the same time, you know, bring up the guys beneath him and the other guys around him. Uh, I'm just super excited for him. We talked about it. Um, talked a little ball and 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 I just I just said he's in good hands with with the guys around him uh if he, if he learns the system and does right with it um, he'll play great because the culture app is just unbeatable and if he just you know throws himself and envelops himself in that culture there's no way around success you're going to find it if you do the right things and put those put those pieces together um so he's just got to treat it right and make sure he make sure he wears that number seven with with pride that's all you can do you can't disrespect seven so all right now that you are a graduate out in the real world the big question is have you bought your season tickets yet no i have not i have not um i definitely should i gotta support the yosef club i know i have to it's my duty it's my duty as a, as a graduate not just a graduate but a former student athlete as well um, I got to pay it back to that university that's so special to me and that, that gave me that same opportunity. You know, I want I want people coming through to have, uh, you know, the same opportunity I had, at, you know, getting a free education at a school like App and playing the sport that they love for a prestigious university. So it's my duty. But uh, gosh, I was I was bailing on some of the boys at school to just fiend off some of their tickets that they get on the weekend. But We'll see how it goes. I'm going to get back one way or another. It's just a matter of how and when. So I'm excited for the, this coming. Uh, I'm going to I'm going to try and get as many as, as many games as I can. Uh, and I'm sure you guys are excited as well. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming on. Any any time you you want back on, just you got my number. Just hit me up and and we'll get you back. No on. doubt. No doubt. I'm so glad I was able to do this with you guys. Uh, Noah, you're a great man. Continue to do you, Craig. It was so good to meet you. Um, I hope this. I hope you guys find the yes, success sir. here on this podcast. I think what you guys are doing is great. Uh, just keep getting the right people on, man. What you guys do is awesome.